From the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, presented by a Cloud Guru, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome back to the Cloudcast. We're coming to you live from the massive studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, we have both of us again. How you doing, Brian? I'm good. Four in a row. It's uh, May is is the month of. Aaron and Brian both being on the show. So, hey, you know, I was thinking about this before we jump into our guest. Um, the the numbers for the show have been up uh, recently, you know, so it sort of means there's a bunch of new listeners. And if you're new to the show, you may not actually know both of us. So this is Brian. Uh, Aaron introduced the show. And uh, thanks for listening for anybody who's new. Um, if you're new, please subscribe. Please tell a friend. Uh, please rate the show on iTunes. Feedback is always welcome. And uh, details are always in the show notes. So uh, thanks to everybody who's who's new to the show or for anybody who's been telling a friend to come listen. So we appreciate uh, all the uptick in listening recently. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, everyone. And uh, so we'll get to our guest. Um, so today we have Michael LeBeau, Global Managing Director at Accenture Cloud. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm doing really well. Nice to be here, Brian Aaron. It's a uh... Um, I'm not in sunny um, Raleigh, but I am in uh, sunny uh, California. Um, well, a little foggy, I suppose, Northern California. Uh, today's a big day. Uh, uh, the Salesforce Tower just opened, and I'm uh, enjoying the view from uh, from the 35th floor. Yeah, and and quick note to everyone too. We've already talked about it a little bit. You might hear some construction noise in the background because just because it's open doesn't mean it's finished. <laughs> yeah, so you know so michael you know first off as always thank you for being on the show um you know for we, we go back sometimes and we 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 talk about you know guests we've had on the show people who have kind of evolved their careers one of our longtime friends of the show is a, is a gentleman named rodrigo flores uh we figured out uh, kind of serendipitously between the two you guys have a lot of experience together. Rodrigo uh, was at New Scale, is sort of the technology behind the Accenture cloud platform. But tell us about your background, because you've done quite a few significant things in government uh, as a CEO on VCs and boards and so forth. So give us some of your background prior to joining Accenture, and then tell us a little bit about what you're working on with the uh, Accenture cloud platform. Wow. Um, so that's, that's- that's a lot. So I don't think we have an, you know hours, but uh, just to give you a sense of it, um, you know, I I've been involved in in some big hairy transformations um, over the course of my career. Uh, spent some time at IBM. Uh, spent a lot of time uh, in the Valley, uh, working with um, new ventures. Uh, as you said, the CEO of a, of a venture. Um, also on the board of New Scale, uh, where I met uh, Rodrigo. Uh, many, many years ago. Uh, and, um, you know, I've, I'm now spent the last five years, uh, at Accenture, uh, driving, um, this, this evolution or shift to the, to the cloud, uh, particularly, you know, obviously in, in large enterprises. And so, uh, it's been, it's been a great, great, uh, trip, if you will. Um, so Rodrigo and I go back, um, and, you know, Rodrigo was, a you know, one of the pioneers in service catalogs. Uh, very early on with New Scale. Um, I was on the board of this company and uh, we sold it um, around 2010 to Cisco. Uh, and after, you know, a couple of years, um, I, I ended up coming to Accenture to do this cloud gig. And um, 
you know, which is kind of builds on a lot of experience I've had both in the startup community as well as at IBM. I mean, I'm, I'm an old x86 server guy, um, a solo guy, and, uh, and now uh, firmly a, a cloud guy. Uh, so um, Rodrigo has been driving uh, platform innovation. Uh, and I've been uh, leading glo- you know, the kind of global efforts around um, uh, cloud management. And um, establishing uh, kind of the, uh, I'd say we're, we're we're a large organization, but we're three things: we're a startup within Accenture, although five years, uh, hopefully we're you know we've matured some. We are a product organization, you know, in a services company, and we're a um, uh, uh, an operator. And so those those things are, are very distinctive in terms of. Um, you know what that role is, how that role um, evolves, and uh, it's been exciting. Um, we've built a great team. Uh, we've done some amazing things. We're on the fourth version of our Accenture Cloud platform, um, and uh, you know it, it just feels like everything I've done to date, you know, has, has like kind of brought me here uh, at a good time and place. And and to give you an idea, real quick, as as for the new listeners out there. Blast from the past to give you. Uh, um, Rodrigo was on show ten, talking about um, uh, <laughs> about um, uh, and but just so you know, this is show three hundred and fifty for those that are out wow. there. So seven, seven years ago, Rodrigo was on the show as as New Scale CTO talking about um, service catalogs and the like. So so the, yeah, it's a, it's been a super fascinating to you know he's been a multiple time guest on the show and it's been really great to get his insights and 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 kind of watch his journey um, over the years. So so let's kind of dive right in then. Uh, tell us a little bit about. Um, kind of bringing uh, us up to speed on um, on Accenture Cloud Platform then of of because what's really been super interesting to me in watching Rodrigo over the years is is how um, Accenture has kind of almost changed culture slightly or or maybe I will say transitioned in in the the very transition the very traditional model of Accenture if you will into something that really bridged um into cloud and 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 this new definition of services and and, and tell us a little bit about how that journey happened and, and that thought process that had to happen so so again there's a lot to unpack there um yeah, Accenture has been on a very interesting journey. Uh, when I joined five years ago, we had uh, 272,000 employees, which is really significant. Um, today, we've surpassed, I believe, 435,000 employees. So just in the past five years. Um, and so the company's been on kind of a rotation to the new with cloud security, digital being kind of mainstays to drive that transformation. Um, and now, you know, I feel badly because you uh, used to be the new, all right, uh, but now there's the new new, <laughs> at least that's how our, our French CEO refers to it, the new new, uh, and he refers to it as uh, machine learning, you know, applied intelligence, uh, blockchain. You know, there's, there's a lot of new things that are now uh, coming up. And if you think about it, you know, cloud and digital is enabling, you know, this rapid transformation or disruption in the services business and in, in many industries, if not every industry. 
And so, um, so that, you know, that transformation was interesting because three or four years ago, we made the decision that in order to sell this stuff, we had to use this stuff. And I'm happy to say that just the other week, you know, about two weeks ago, we surpassed 90% of Accenture's workload is in the public cloud. And I don't know of too many 435,000 person organizations doing close to 40 billion a year in revenue are 90% in the public cloud. Um, so, you know, given, so we're not cloud native, but we are definitely cloud savvy. We've made that commitment. You know, we, we, we eat our own dog food. Um, and we had to, you know, take, you know, um, because of that, we learned. So, you know, Rodrigo and I, we just uh, rolled out the um, fourth version of our platform not too long ago. And, uh, you know, I, I like to joke around and say, well, you know, we've learned th- three ways not to do it. Um, and, and so we've taken every iteration, you know, um, and we're starting to even think about version five now. Uh, but the point is, is that, um, you know, uh, you know, when I first started, we had a thousand Amazon accounts that um, were in, individuals pulling out their corporate card. And, and so obviously not standardized, not governed, you know, um, not ensuring any level of compliance. Um, and so we learned very quickly. I became the parent of a thousand accounts overnight. Um, and so, you know, we had to pull all of that in because, you know, if you don't own the account, you don't have the root credentials. And if you don't have the root con- credentials, you, you have risk. And so, you know, so little, you know, things like that, uh, become, you know, very important, um, in an enterprise. Uh, and so those are the things that we started to evolve to in terms of, well, how do you ensure governance? Um, how do you ensure uh, compliance and security? Um, how do you ensure cost management? And so having, you know, uh, this this transformation of the overall business with the cloud being the critical enabler, moving workload into the cloud, largely lift and shift, um, and then having to manage and run in the cloud, that's our story. Yeah. No, it's interesting. It, it, and yeah, just, just the fact that, that you know, of that size of, of that number of workloads getting in the cloud is, is huge. And, and like you said, sort of eating, eating your own dog, dog food, drinking your own champagne, whatever the, the analogy is on the flip side of that, you know, what do, what do Accenture clients expect from the cloud platform? Is it, you know, is it an expectation of, uh, you know, you run my workloads for me? Is it, you know, an expectation that you're going to help them, go through the same sort of kind of culture and organizational shifts, whether they, they call it DevOps or digital transformation, like what's, what are their goals? What are their expectations in terms of working with, with the Accenture cloud platform? So, you know, it's not, I, I hate to make it about a tool, right? I mean, I'm not, we're not a software company. I'm not selling licenses, you know, to, to a tool. I'm selling, um, you know, an outcome. And, um, you know, if you look under the covers of um, Accenture Cloud Platform, there's dozens of components underneath. So, what, so what, what am I what am I doing? Right, I'm pre-integrating. I'm doing the technical evaluation. I'm pre-integrating um, a bunch of different components. Um, I'm negotiating, you know, the vendor agreement so that the commercials are very attractive. Um, and so it's pre-integrated. All right, it's on demand. Um, uh, you know, it's a SaaS multi-tenant application. It's, uh, you know, it's interesting. It's multi-cloud. You know, the, the, 
uh, our discovery engine um, and our catalog you know, runs in Amazon. Our migration engine runs in Azure. Our billing engine runs in Google. Um, so we are truly you know, multi-tenant, multi-cloud. And, um, you know, we, you know, so we, we're experiencing all these things firsthand. So you're, you're learning, you know, from, you know, um, all of our, you know, bumps, bruises, um, you know, we've had to trade out certain components. So bottom line is from a foundation or tooling perspective, I am de-risking your journey. All right. And I'm making it commercially more viable. And, and if you, you know, adopt the platform, because we do this, right, we, we make it, you know, it's Accenture, this is how Accenture manages our, you know, cloud services, but, you know, we could put your, your logo on it, uh, we can integrate to your Active Directory, and we can set up your RBAC, and it becomes your cloud platform, and we can do it in less than four weeks, and it's, you know, since it's on demand, it's pay-as-you-go. All right. It very, you know, it's kind of very cheap, you know, uh, set up very fast and boom, you're in business. So uh, for organizations that have maybe 10% in the cloud, single provider, you know, this is kind of the on-ramp uh, towards multi-cloud. And as I said, you know, um, it, a cloud requires active management. It requires that um, you know what people are doing. So we learned very early on that a uh, single pane of glass was foolish. And so we don't, we don't try to be that. Um, we, we coexist. We built a coexistence en- engine. What does that mean? It means that we discover what people are doing. We, we advocate in a DevOps model that your developers go native. The richness and the fidelity of the experience is best in the provider console. But if you're trying to administrate or create a control plane above those cloud services, you want to allow the developers to have certain freedom, but you want the organization to have a certain amount of control. So those are the things that we built into the platform. And in fact, you know, we've, uh, we've gone serverless because the only way you can um, you know, run at, at kind of web scale is with kind of a high performance discovery engine that, you know, and we use Lambda. We're, we're basically, um, auditing our estate every 10 minutes, um, to ensure a level of compliance across that estate. So if somebody configures something, you know, it could have been secure from start, but, you know, they might have changed, changed something. All right. That now exposes them. You know, we'll know about it. And so, you know, we can, we can alert on those things. Uh, we can um, actively, you know, uh, reconfigure. We can, you know, because we have the root credentials, we can, we can take control and remediate so that, you know, the exposure is limited. So, so Michael, the things that, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was going to ask a kind of a follow, quick follow-up to that because this is really fascinating to me. So there is the concept of, how long does it take to be, I'll I'll use the term functional, but then there is also the concept of what is the, if you, if you take that and you say, okay, what is the realistic timelines? You became functional, but whether it's a technology change or a cultural change, 
at what point does it start to make a material impact on the business? And I know that answer is probably it depends, but I was just wondering what your insights are on functional versus impact. So uh, everybody starts cloud with the notion of around a business case. Um, It's not just because your neighbor's doing it, right? I mean, so in your peer group, there's there's definitely um, a leader who has who's an early adopter, and so whether or not you've chosen to be an early adopter or a fast follower, hopefully not a laggard, right? You're looking, you know. So there's always there's one kind of poster child in every industry, you know, that's that's kind of out in the forefront, um, and and so understanding, you know, what it takes. Um, to drive, uh, you know, the functional requirements around, you know, managing or running in the cloud. Um, a lot of people uh, don't really have the full view of what that means. Um, and and so, you know, lo- you know, kind of looking for a partner that can help um, uh, enlighten the organization, I think, is important. Um, and as I said, you know. Yeah, even like billing. Um, my Amazon bill each month just surpassed 300 million lines. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's mind-boggling. Um, you know, it, it, every transaction, you know, every account, you know, where and I, I have to, you know, in the old days, not too long ago, right? You, you barely did show back. I have to do charge back. And so I have to, you know, flip an invoice um, quickly, right? Well, think about it, a 300 million line bill. So it used to take me literally three weeks to crank the bill um, out to thousands of projects. Um, I now have it down to three hours. And, and so, you know, that's with the bill growing exponentially. Um, and, you know, you gotta make sure it's accurate. You know, there's, we, we audit, right? So we have bill watch. To make sure you're, you're getting charged uh, correctly, um, you know we have a lot of capabilities that we built in. Most organizations wouldn't have a clue what I'm talking about. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. No, Aaron. I mean, it, you know, it's there, there's. Some, I'm a little shocked right now. Go well, there, yeah. There's. <laughs> I mean, there's some crazy stuff under the covers here. It's. It's like you said. You're running you know, major, major portions of what you do across multiple cloud platforms. So there's, there's that level of expertise and integration needed. You've got, uh, you know, like you said, you've got an entire kind of operational function that is running all on serverless uh, because you're having to do, you know, frequency of, of checking things and updates and so forth. And then, like you said, you know, just managing this new world where uh, the amount of data is fantastic, but, you know, when that amount of data is literally hundreds of millions of lines of, of billing that you have to then turn into, to revenue for yourself. Uh, that's a, that's a, that's a big, that's a, that's a lot of stuff going on. It's um, yeah. You start getting into some very, very interesting scale problems, which I would assume that as soon as you start talking about those numbers to your, to your clients, they go, you guys take care of that complexity. I don't want to deal with that. I want to build cars. I want to find the next life-saving drug. You, you deal with that back end stuff. Yes. So we're challenged by the bimodal nature of, you know, IT today that um, people think that, you know, uh, the cloud is just another data center, uh, but it isn't. And, and so, 
you know, the kind of changing, I think you mentioned before, the transformation aspects of the culture. Um, you, you know, uh, there's infrastructure groups that are, are losing control, losing power in an organization. You know, I mean, we're, we're at the point where applications and infrastructure are converging, but the organizations haven't. Um, and so how do you, the whole notion of DevOps, right, is that developers operate. They push a button, right, and they push code into production. Um, they don't. They don't order a server. Um, and so those 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 notions, you know, uh, and those workflows, you know, don't necessarily apply in in a new world. So you know, that's the notion of bimodal. Um, you, you know, the the things that apply in the cloud don't apply in legacy. You know, and, and not only don't they apply um, the commercial models for a lot of the old tools don't apply. So even if the technology does, you know, I mean, if the device comes and goes, why would you pay an entire, you know, an entire month's fee for that device? So we have people that do spot buying, right? They scale up, you know, they buy 10,000 instances for, you know, um, a couple hours. You have to pay to monitor those devices, even though they were here and gone. You know, do they even go into a CMDB, which is notoriously lacking? But you know, I mean, what what are the policies around you know the, this change, and how does IT ops you know conform to this new paradigm? Those, that that's huge. So what I I think of the three hurdles that most organizations have in terms of cloud adoption. One's tech, you know, technical, you know, how do I use this stuff, right? Two is commercial, you know, what, what do I need to do in order to protect my organization or whatnot? And, you know, that's a whole, you know, that's a whole nother cloud cast. Um, and then three is, is cultural, right? And, and people, you know, people boil culture down and it's a, you know, what's in it for me? Uh, you know, so it's, it's, it's a, it's a very unique time in our industry. Very interesting. Very interesting. And, and, and like you said, this is uh, we're, we're getting into some stuff that are going to have to be follow up cloudcasts as well. So hopefully we are uh, we'll put some things on your calendar ahead of time. We got, we'll, we'll have you back on for sure. How, as you deal with large corporations, so I, I know you know when I talk to, to large companies, you know there's there's always sort of like you said, there's a little bit of bimodalness to stuff. You can always find a group that's willing to go fast and try new things and break rules, and then you know a lot of times they'll run into barriers of scaling that culture change. Do you, have you found any trends over the last five years or patterns or things where you have some sense of, you know, how long it takes for the culture to spread from those early groups that are, they're doing things differently to broader parts of the organization, or maybe even just, you know, kind of tips and tricks to, to help it uh, spread within the company? Well, I mean, um, a a lot of this, so there could be pockets, as you just mentioned, uh, pockets of innovation that are, are, are striving and, and thriving and driving change. The issue you get into is, you know, do they have leadership support? Do they have leadership air cover? Uh, I'll be honest with you. One of the, you know, I've been here five years, um, at a, you know, fairly, you know, senior position and I'm fortunate that I have a sponsor who, you know, without him, we could never have done this. 
so the investment model, we've spent, you know, a good chunk of investment. We've, we've brought in a whole bunch of talent. Um, and so these are things that are kind of conditional, um, to, to be able to drive for change. And we've been held somewhat separate, uh, um, because there's this notion that the old can't birth the new. And that's very true. So you can't expect people who kind of, you know, do the same thing day in, day out to start doing something different. Um, you know, that level of change doesn't necessarily happen. And so you do have to create, um, you know, some level of separation in order to strive and drive. So the reason we're 90% in the public cloud is that we had a leader come in, a CIO, who was like, I have to do this. And so he staffed for it. He created, you know, a group and, you know, they worked through the, you know, the migration, um, you know, and he calls himself a data center killer, right? And so he, you know, knocked down his first data center, you know, he, you know, moved DR to the cloud. He, you know, he started, he just kind of had a strategy and, you know, kind of like just day by day, you know, progressed and, you know, put the metrics, the KPIs in place. Um, in order to, you know, kind of drive, put, you know, you know, kind of mile markers around the change. And so they've been measuring, um, this percent workload for years now. Um, and, you know, kind of report out on it, you know, every so often. Um, and, and so, you know, high fiving that, that they're now, you know, uh, better than 90%. So those are all things that are kind of, you know, required, you know, if you're going to, um, if you're going to, going to achieve some measure of, of cloud transformation, um, the last point I, I guess I would make around that cloud journey is that it is a journey. And, you know, you have to be prepared for it, you know, so, you know, having a sponsor, having KPIs, you know, having a, you know, kind of a centralized group or a center of excellence, if you will. I mean, those are all kind of, you know, things that kind of drive um, the transformation. But one of the things we did was we, you know, did a survey of, of large companies. And what we found was interesting, and this is, you know, a, a year or two ago, that companies, every company has a cloud strategy. All right. It's almost like, you know, duh. Right. Uh, your board expects one. But say it this way, how many cloud, you know, strategies are tied to business outcomes? And the number's small. And so what I would suggest or offer is that uh, if you don't if you don't have a cloud strategy tied to a business outcome, you don't have cloud. Makes, and that I think is fun, that's fundamental. Yeah, that's a very strong point. Absolutely. So, so Michael, thank you very much for that. I, I think what we're going to do is actually we're going to kind of stop there. That was a, a fantastic way to to kind of wrap this all up. Um, so, Michael, for those out there that are listening, where can folks either find out more about you, about Accenture Cloud Platform, um, you know, things either you or the company have going on in the industry coming up? So um, we actually have a very active blog on Accenture.com, cloud blog. And it's not just, you know, a bunch of talking heads. Uh, you'll see, you know, blogs there from across the strata. And, and so there's, there's a lot of content and we very, you know, freely share, um, as much information as we can, um, around that. So, you know, I encourage people, you know, to reach out. Um, you know, we, at this point, you know, uh, after five years, there's a lot of cloud experts. Um, and, you know, they're, they're obviously in, in demand. 
Um, but for most organizations, we are thrilled to engage, uh, have a cloud discussion, um, and, you know, help to kind of uh, boost or, you know, put some pep in that cloud transformation. We do believe that for the business outcome, the faster you move, the better. And we've had, org- we've gotten people out of, literally out of data centers in weeks. Um, you know, we've transformed entire organizations uh, from 0% in the cloud to 100% um, in a year. Uh, so it, it's possible. And I think the art of the pod, people need to understand that you can do this. You don't have to drag it out for seven years. You can, right? I wouldn't, I wouldn't advocate uh, for that. But, you, you know, the faster you rip the Band-Aid, the better you're going to feel. Very cool. Very, very cool. Well, listen, Michael, I, you know, we have been, uh, we've had some, some very long pauses in this as we've been kind of in, in awe of some of the stuff you're doing. So thank you so much for the time today. Really appreciate the insight, especially the insight of just kind of how far along you've come, how you've, you know, fostered this culture within Accenture, how you're, you're transferring that out to the market. So Thank you much, so much for the conversation today. Uh, you know, folks, with that, um, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, for Michael and for Aaron, thank you so much for listening this week, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more podcasts, show notes, and everything social media. And visit acloud.guru for all your cloud training needs.